0: Looking for the latest perspectives to help simplify changing market conditions? Go to Nationwide, one of America's largest financial services companies, Nationwide Investment Services Corporation. Fin remember, Columbus, Ohio.
1: What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher-level analysis
2: and fabric of Europe, Holger Schmieding joins us, chief economist of Berenberg. Holger, I'm gonna go to one brilliant sentence in your note. Thank you, France, thank you, Spain. You made real clear the lift that provides comfort to institutions in Europe as France and Spain are leading the way away from recession. Does that have legs? Can it continue?
3: Yes, I do think it does have legs. What we are seeing is that Europe as a whole is not falling into a winter recession but in what you could call a winter stagnation Germany most exposed to Russia is having a contraction in its GDP but some of the other countries especially France and Spain are making up for that they are not as exposed to Russia as Germany and not as exposed to some downturn or weakness in global trade at the moment and this is of course good news that the region Europe which really last year was the focus of all the bad news, war in Europe, energy, shock, that Europe is now actually outperforming expectations.
1: Olga, do you think that in the ECB press conference, uh, Madame Lagarde should push back on the market activity perhaps more aggressively than Jay Powell did yesterday?
3: That is quite possible. After all, the ECB has de facto pre-announced they're gonna do another 50 basis points in March. Thereafter, however, they will re-evaluate their approach, so that leaves the door wide open to going just up 25 basis points in May. And beyond that, we'll have to see. The press conference may provide some clues, but probably the ECB has not made up its mind yet on what happens after March. So Lagarde probably cannot give us clear guidance relative to the Fed, what is clear, the ECB, having started
4: later, still has some more room to go to the upside than the Fed from where we are now. Olga, sufficiently restrictive was this phrase that we heard a lot in December. Do you think we are now?
3: Well, my personal view is we are sufficiently restrictive, but I'm fairly certain this is not the ECB's majority view. So the majority on the council will want to go further, 50 basis points in March and at least 25 basis points in May with the risk that they could do more. But as we have seen, for instance, in the January data on eurozone inflation coming down sharply and more good news in the pipeline for March and April, it probably does not take the ECB to go much further to get inflation back
4: better under control. Oh, can I squeeze this in just quickly? What happened to German CPI this week? And how much can we actually read into the Eurozone CPI data?
3: Well, the Eurozone CPI data may be revised significantly because simply for Germany, there is a change in the methodology. And apparently the stats office was not ready and is not ready to apply that in time. The German data could be
4: weird and raise the Eurozone first estimate somewhat. What happened to German efficiency, Holger? What happened to that? everyone looking down the very good UK. question
3: hey. we probably really? have
4: a, la- a shortage
3: of qualified staff in many places including <laughs> some statistics
4: office possibly if that's okay, all you can claim to <laughs> oh, <which> <laughs> <meaning>? <laughs> hey, usually they're so efficient I know so, the data yeah, is, you're telling me the Germans is, weren't ready for a change in methodology yeah
1: really <laughs> you're going to really put this out there this battle between okay. UK and Germany with
4: efficient shocking Ibrahim Rakbari joins us now, Chief Currency Strategist at City. Ibrahim, there's a meeting at the ECB at March 16th. They're telling us they're data dependent. At the same time, they tell us they're going another 50. What do you make of this?
5: I actually think the March meeting is going to be really interesting for the ECB, and it was Chair Powell that made it that interesting. Uh, so when you look at the market reaction today, I think what they're telling us is that string of hawkish central bank meetings is over. And the market was surprised very much yesterday, uh, you saw that in the reaction. And what we're seeing today is telling us in March, we won't be surprised uh, by a similar, I think people call it pivot by the ECB in March. And I'll be very curious uh, to see what we hear from President Lagarde, but I would strongly advise her to be a bit more like Powell and stop guiding too strongly uh, about intentions from here because the ECB too has gone a long way. And as your colleague just said, the data actually come in pretty cloudy of late even in the eurozone
1: ibrahim are we coming up with a narrative to fit the flows that are going on in markets right now
5: so i do think the price action we've seen since the beginning of the year is very strongly driven. obviously a number of things have fallen into place fundamentally too: china reopening a degree of disinflation but particularly when it comes to the performance of risk assets and particularly the riskiest of risk assets that's really because there is so much cash on the sidelines and that been that underpositioning in these assets. So there is a big flow element to the price action we've seen yesterday, but really throughout this year so far. Abraham,
2: what's the dollar going to do on this? We're getting lots of research notes that market's clear, we get clarity, we move on to a lesser volatility. Does that put new legs to
5: an ever weaker dollar? So we do think that that a uh, string of dollar weakness has has further to go and uh, we think that's particularly evident still in the areas of the market that benefit from lower rates and lower rates volatility so that's carry trades em uh, areas that have uh, seen large outflows uh, over the last few years within g10 in the currency spectrum that's probably the yen in, in em it's the mexican peso that tends to be most strongly related to to u.s rates But if you put these things together, it does tell you the dollar probably still has a little bit uh, further uh, to go. But I would also mention uh, Chair Powell used to say, be humble and nimble. We're still going to be in a a very challenging environment this year. So I don't think we're going to see the dollar straight uh, down uh, down in a straight line. I think it'll go down from here and then we'll reevaluate over the next couple of months as that soft landing debate continues.
4: Ibrahim, this was great. It's just fantastic to catch up with you. And I'm sorry this was so short as we work through the ECB rate decision. Ibrahim Raghbari, there of Citigroup.
0: Seeking timely market and economic updates to help guide client conversations? look to Nationwide. Nationwide makes simplicity a priority for financial professionals by offering easy access to timely perspectives on changing market conditions, so more time can be focused on helping clients keep their financial plans on track. Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, Finremember, Columbus, Ohio.
1: Right now, an important
4: conversation you with Waylee Zuckerberg's Lee. world. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take a pass.
2: Waylee, with us now, global <laughs> chief investment strategist of BlackRock, and she knows Lawrence Fink is Fink is going to walk back the chairman's comments yesterday. What were you thinking at 2:45 p.m. yesterday, glued was- to your Bloomberg, and seeing what we saw?
1: It was quite an incredible day. Yeah. Going into the meeting itself, we thought the focus would be around the disconnect between market pricing in terms of cash paths, future rate cuts, and what the Fed is going to say. But we what we ended up having is a <coughs> disconnect between Jay Powell and himself. Right in his prepared remarks, he was very clear that they will stay the course until the job is done. Mm-hmm. He was also very clear that parts of the market service inflation, core service inflation, they have yet to see signs of disinflation. But in the unscripted part, uh, the press uh, conference, he then was not uh, uh, clear in pushing back against the financial conditions and he was also distancing a little bit from the December forecast uh, but without giving uh, any clue in terms of what he thinks it could be and that's why markets didn't just jump.
2: uh, You you have an institutional call of a shorter duration, I'm going to call it somewhat higher yield strategy. Mm -hmm. We're all conversant in equities and shorting there seems to be a massive short bet in the in the in the bond market as well. Mm-hmm. Do you worry about a jump condition where you get a bond short cover and you get price up as a general statement and yield shockingly lower is that part of your probabilistic structure?
1: I think what we have seen so far this year mm-hmm. is uh, a everything rally, right? So John talked about equity rally, but it has been an incredible rally in bond market as well. And part of that was driven precisely, as you said, Tom, this short covering, short squeeze, and also this fear of missing out. So think about everybody finishing 2020. Deeply traumatic year across equities and bonds. And start of 2023, sentiment seems to be taking a turn and people just to, just want to jump in without kind of assessing how much of the damage is being priced in, which at this juncture, none of the damage is being priced in. People are talking about, is it going to be recession? Is it going to be soft landing? Markets are pricing in. Take off from here. We're not talking about landing anything. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a huge amount of animal spirits boosted by cash being deployed uh, into the market. And this is the momentum that we're seeing. If Jay Powell doesn't push back against this market as he did not yesterday, what's going to trigger some sort of reversal in what we're seeing right now? I think when it becomes clear that uh, parts of the inflation uh, complex is still persistent, is still sticky. So specifically, we're talking about core service acts shelter, right? Like, yes, uh, goods uh, service rotation leading to goods uh, disinflation. That is a trend that has been many months in the making. Uh, shelter, expecting that to come down over time as well. But service uh, uh, core service acts shelter, very linked to wage Uh, dynamics as well, labor market is still very, very tight. And I think the jury is still out there that we can be uh, comfortable and complacent that inflation is on the way down, all the way to target. What's your conviction level? I mean, is this the time to lean heavily against the tech rally to basically sell everything, cash out and just hide out in cash until uh, you start to see that downfall? I think this is the time to stay invested. Right now, we don't want to chase the tech rally just because of the incredible momentum that you yourself described as well and uh, more broadly looking at what uh, developed market equities are pricing very very positive outcome is priced for perfection it's hard for us to chase that but we have had a preference for emerging markets that have been doing really well on a year to day basis we have had a preference for short duration bonds and IG credit and mortgage uh, agency uh, backed mortgages and all of that have been holding up okay as well we're talking about an everything rally so staying invested is important
4: well, just to finish on the Federal Reserve, if we can, we talked a long time about the end of the Fed put, the introduction of a Fed call. Did that get done away with yesterday in that news conference?
1: Well, he was not very consistent with himself. So, I think markets uh, are reading into it what it wants to read into it, which is to jump and, and, and kind of build momentum and, and chase this rally. So, I think it's too early to say, do we have a Fed put turning into a Fed call, turning back into a Fed put? We don't have a very consistent Fed at this moment.
4: We'll hear from Chairman Powell next week. <laughs> 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 it's, it's <not laughs> Wait, can I just say thank you? Thank you so thank much. Thank, so thank you, you for tolerating this. <laughs> yes, we're going to,
1: from now on,
2: after every Fed meeting, Wei <laughs> no like,
1: question. absolutely not. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Bring, Lar- bring Larry Barenberg. Fink
2: next time. I have thought for days that there's only one person i want to talk to in the tech season and all i can say i'm looking it up right now the copyright he was like 18 years old when he wrote this but you know the copyrights back 12 years and what book can you say paul about technology with a copyright of 2010 that is still worth still worth absolutely if you want to understand zuckerberg You start with David Kirkpatrick and his The Facebook Effect. I can't say enough about the book at the time. I gave it as much acclaim as I could. David, thank you so much for joining us. You, Thank you, Tom. You, i got
0: to be on your show more often. you got to you gotta be on my show. About my, book. David, my God, I Dave, love that. It's so Dave, nice of you. Did
2: you in the book. I remember this. He's backing out of a parking lot or something, and he's just had his world turned upside down by the success of all this. You were with me the day they went public. You absolutely nailed the debacle and the recovery. What was the come to Jesus of Mr. Zuckerberg yesterday? What does the new Zuck look like? Well, I
0: think it's taken a few quarters for him to come to Jesus, so to speak. Uh, He finally, the way I'm looking at it is he's finally decided to be a business person (laughs) and no longer a starry-eyed visionary, which he was able to sustain for pretty much a decade of of, of a period when the stock and the results and the user growth just kind of kept magically rising and he could do whatever he wanted. And he can't do whatever he wants anymore, although he's still got this weird obsession with the metaverse. But I, I really think right. it's a stunning turnaround that he's trying to be a real manager again, in or your, for it, the first time ever, really.
2: In your new book, it's like 700 pages, folks. I'll give you the punchline. Chapter 42, Kirkpatrick on the metaverse. Help me, David. What's the metaverse? <laughs> okay.
0: Well, if I really knew, I might be more excited about it. I, I The metaverse... As Facebook Meta portrays it, their newly you know renamed company in homage to this, excuse me, the idea. Meta effect
2: doesn't work. Yeah.
0: No, no. Well, you know it's a it's a legless, cartoony, game-like space that most people wouldn't want to enter, uh, and and in fact it takes tremendously inconvenient hardware to access and uh, and money and and. And, and an, an extraction from the real world rather than an engagement with it, which I don't like, and, and, and just that alone I don't like. So it, I think it is crazy and strange, weird, inexplicable, whatever word you want to use, why he was so and still is so obsessed with this that he had to rename his company and that he's willing to spend $4 billion plus per quarter in, in losses in order to build out this chimerical vision. It is never in the near term going to be a great business for billions of people. Period. End of story. And I don't know where he's going with that.
4: David, who is the voice of reason within the, the, the senior ranks of Facebook these days? We used to think it was Sheryl Sandberg. She is now departed. Talk to us yeah. about who is who surrounds Mr. Zuckerberg.
0: Well, I always had tremendous respect for Chris Cox, who left in protest at one point uh, and was lured back and is now head of product and really a very smart very visionary very thoughtful balanced human being and quite close to zuckerberg so he would be my top choice uh actually mike trepfer who was the chief technology officer for over a decade and was was on on stage with me at the techonomy conference in november and he was actually he still works there two days a week as a fellow And he was saying, you know, we haven't explained this metaverse thing very well. And and there there there's some brilliant people surrounding Zuckerberg. Yeah, but Zuckerberg has a tendency not to care what other people think. He is so confident in his own judgment. He will just go that way no
2: matter what. David, the time we got left, broader question, and this goes to Techonomy and all that you're doing with your leadership of thinking about our American Silicon Valley. Paul, I don't know if you knew this. You know the ubiquitous shoes with the stupid white soles? Yep. Kirkpatrick was the first one to wear those. That was a long time ago. (laughs) They're the rage. David, you go into some overpriced latte stop, $15 for a coffee of hand-picked organic beans from Saskatchewan, whatever. (laughs) You go into one of those protective Bunch of shops. How has the mood changed in your Silicon it's, Valley? Oh, Silicon Valley
0: is fundamentally changed. I think forever changed. I, I, I feel that the era in which a small number of giant internet companies led global markets upward <laughs> has ended decisively. We are looking for a new economic phase that cannot yeah. and will not be led by those same companies. So that is a real disappointing t- turn of events for a lot of these true believers. Look, I'm very excited about climate tech myself, and I think there's huge necessity for it. Great investment in climate and a lot of economic opportunity in doing so. so I'm hoping that's the next phase. We are not going to see another era right. where companies like Meta go to 380 yeah. and people expect it to keep going up. It's not going to happen. Yeah.
2: Tim Cook, Apple this afternoon, maybe yeah. it's not the Kirkpatrick expertise, but David Kirkpatrick, Tim Cook, is he the CEO of the pandemic for, for uh, Silicon Valley?
0: Well, I think him and Satya Nadella both are extraordinary leaders who have yeah. been shining in, in recent times. And yeah, you know, Apple has the benefit of not being an advertising-based business. Uh, and, and that really has insulated it. And the fact that it's led by a supply chain genius, which is what Cook is. Right. Um, so I still am optimistic about Apple long-term, very much. What's so. your
2: first event with your climate tech? Sell us forward on David Kirkpatrick and <laughs> climate.
0: Well, I, I'm actually trying to come up with a book idea that's an optimistic take on how climate can really save the economy. Climate action can turn the economy into something truly marvelous. I really believe that and I don't think that's understood.
2: Look forward to uh, yep. uh, hearing that. Of course, that dovetails with what we're doing at Bloomberg Green uh, as well. David Kirkpatrick, the Facebook effect where else can i say paul a book 12 years old is still worth
0: still reading? relevant
4: i rem- i remember um, when he published it he was on our on our set on uh, talking about it and uh, it was people were really trying to get a, a handle on who is this mark zuckerberg what is this facebook thing um what is social media isn't social media picking up the phone and calling a buddy uh, you know and I, so that was where we were yeah, back in the day
2: Subscribe to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Listen live every weekday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern on Bloomberg.com, the iHeartRadio app, Tune in, and the Bloomberg Business app. You can watch us live on Bloomberg Television and always on the Bloomberg Terminal. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Keane, and this is Bloomberg.